Good morning, good day, good evening. I am, as always, your host, Brody Robertson, and today I wanted to record this uh, about two hours ago. I had everything set up, ready to record. Do you know who didn't want me to record this? The power company. So, for the... Until about four o'clock today, so from from two o'clock, just after I finished my live stream, to four o'clock, that period where I was going to record the podcast, uh, I didn't have any fucking electricity. I don't know what the deal is with this house. I know I've talked about this before. I don't know what the deal is with this place and with this suburb. I have lived in like the middle of nowhere, Queensland. Like I've I've shown you guys where I used to live. I'm going to show you a picture of it again, just in case uh, you don't remember or anyone is new here. I lived in, like, a fucking rainforest. Here you go. Here's Glenwood. There's trees. Nothing but trees. It was like that when I moved there. It's like that now. There's nothing but trees in Glenwood. And even there... I didn't have as many power outages as I do now. And that place is notorious for having floods and bushfires. And somehow, this perfectly normal suburb, I lose electricity more. I don't understand. I don't know if the, like, the government, like, uh, what's the word? The, the government, count, the council workers, council workers. I don't know if the council workers are just incompetent here and just keep, cutting power lines. I don't know if people are just bad drivers and just keep smacking into power poles. I genuinely don't know, but it really started to get on my nerves. I know I might be like, it might sound like I'm exaggerating a bit. Last summer, I lost power somewhere in the range of like 10, 12 times. I don't know how. It doesn't make any sense to me. Most of the time, it wasn't at some like really annoying time where it's like I have you know, shit to do, or I'm, like, in the middle of a live stream. Luckily, it hasn't been anything as bad as that. But regardless, it's still really annoying. It's one of the, one of the many reasons why, <laughs> one of the many reasons why I want to get uh, my own place, or at least just somewhere that isn't here, preferably somewhere that has stable electricity. That's all I'm asking. I live in a first world country. I just want stable electricity. It shouldn't be that hard. Everything else is fine. Just this. I don't get it. <laughs> now, if anyone's left over and still watching after that, uh, welcome to the shit show. I am Brody Robertson. And a couple of days ago, the uh, 30th anniversary of Linux happened, or one of the third... Okay, here's, here's the problem... Here's the problem with, like, the Linux anniversary. No one knows what date should actually be considered, like, the birth date of Linux. So, the 25th of August, I guess it would be two weeks ago now. The 25th of August, what that was, was when Linus Torvald sent out the email saying, Yo, Minix bros, uh, I'm working on this, this project. It's not going to be anything professional. It's just this uh, little hobby project I'm making for my uh, 3D6 AT clones. Uh, let's see if I can find the email. This email, you've probably seen it before. If you've seen my video, you have seen it before because I read the entire thing. Uh, basically, just saying, I am announcing this project. So that is one of the birth dates. Another birth date that is generally considered is the day the first version of the Linux kernel was actually released. I believe that was... 
something like September 17th, but don't quote me on the exact date. Uh, let's see. Let's see what Wikipedia has to say. Let's see what date Wikipedia gives us. Uh, September 17th. Okay, yeah, it gives us that one. But then there's other dates, like the day that um, the first line of code was released, the day the first code, a line of code was written, when Linus actually initially had the idea, not just sending out the email, but actually, like, thinking of wanting to make an operating system. There are so many dates that you could use for the birth date of Linux, and at the end of the day, it really doesn't fucking matter, does it? <laughs> like, you can you can sit here and argue about, like, oh, this is not the birth date of Linux, this actual other date is the birth date of Linux, but at the end of the day, it's been roughly 30 years, and I was late to the initial, uh, the initial email date anyway. I was about six days late. Six days late? Six days late sounds right. Um, but still the uh the <laughs> still the first relatively big Linux YouTuber to actually have a video out. Let's see, 30 years. I know DT has a video now. Um, but my video is still the one that comes out on the top when you search for it. Yeah. <laughs> No, he's take he's overtaking me in views. That's no fun. Um, I'm not going to count Gary Explains. Not because Gary Explains isn't... I, I, he might be a good channel. Uh, I, I've looked at his channel, and by the looks of it, he's not a Linux channel. He's just like a general tech and security channel. So I'm not going to count... And like, there's a lot of a lot of Windows stuff in here. A lot of, like, there's basically nothing in, in regards to Linux. So I'm not going to count that one. Um... Hey there, my name's Gary. So, besides that video, then, um, you have The Real Geek, great channel. Uh, you have the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, 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 the Sousa channel had a video out before both of us, and that was the biggest channel that actually had, a biggest Linux channel that had a video out, um, you know, at a relatively, uh, decent time. And then, okay, so the actual, the biggest, Linux creator, not just like, you know, it's for a distro. The biggest Linux creator, I think, yeah, it would have been DJ, is DJ Ware a, generally a Linux channel? Yeah, okay, DJ Ware is. Uh, so it would be DJ Ware then. But DT, you were very late. Mental Outlaw, Luke, neither of you have videos. Chris, you don't have a video. There are so many other people I can call out right now saying, hey, where are, you, where are your videos about the 30th anniversary of Linux? Maybe just just for the, the fun of it and just to, like, you know, throw some shade. I'll do another video. And Once again, I know how this looks. Uh, Hex has pointed this out. I probably shouldn't stir tea, like, on camera. Um, maybe just for the hell of it, I'll do another video on the 17th. I'll get this one actually out on time. Mm. I'd not. Oh, I'd not clean that cup properly. Nope. I. Oh God. Ugh. So I. I think I was drinking chamomile tea in this cup before, and now there's just black tea in here. Um. I can confirm that they do not. They do not taste good. Nope. They do not taste good mixed together. Make sure you clean your cups before you drink different tea. <clears throat> I'm gonna drink it though because it's there. I guess I could just like leave it and then just drink the water. Uh, that's that's an option. Or I'm not working tonight and I've got some drinks still on the floor. Uh, full versions of these guys. Yes, these are the ones I had here from the, the live stream the other week. For the record, it's Thursday right now. 
and I streamed on Saturday. Um, yeah, I'm 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 very bad at keeping this room clean. Uh, I thought I, yeah, I thought I left this book out. So I was sorry. Speaking of there not being power, I was gonna read, and then I remembered that I still have like data on my phone. So I just sat there for like an hour or so, um, doing some Japanese grammar stuff, which I've been getting. I've been trying to put more focus on grammar rather than vocab. I feel like I've been spending too much time on vocab and not enough time trying to work out how to actually use the vocab. Like, it's it's all well and good to say, hey, I know this many number of Japanese words, but if I can't actually form a useful sentence with them, like, that's not, re like, really very productive. I know, like, there's, there's some sentences you can say in Japanese that are just a single word, like genki desu, for example, where it's just like, you ask, like, like, the, the, the simple questions like that you can, that you can ask. Um, or you can respond to simple questions with, like, a, a single word as well. Um, but actually constructing proper sentences requires some level of understanding the grammar. And m until, like, maybe a week, maybe a week and a half ago, uh, the extent of my Japanese grammar was wa, yeah, wa and no. That was pretty much it. Uh, if anyone's curious, I know it's a bit jank from time to time, uh, but I'm going through, uh, Take Him's Guide to Learning Japanese. Very old website, doesn't get updated anymore, but it's, it's, so it's got the, the jank that's there from 10 years ago is still the jank that's there from 10 years ago. But it's it's a good general guideline from from my understanding. It lays stuff out quite well. Uh, it has fairly fairly comprehensive examples as well. Um, for example, in let's go, uh, what's the negative state of being? There we go. What's it just not load right now? Okay, yeah, there we go. So it starts with a video at the top. Uh, explaining everything that's going to be in the chapter, and then in the chapter itself, it, it doesn't use the same examples in the video, which I think is a really good thing. I don't like it when the video is basically, like, take a textbook, for example, when you have, like, a a video, mm, video companion to a textbook. Usually, like, let's say, for example, you have a, uh, a university lecture, and then the lecture is literally just reading out the content of the chapter. Like, that's not very useful. I would much rather have the content of the chapter with different examples. So if you don't exactly understand it with the examples that were initially there, maybe in this different form, then the example will actually start to make a little bit of sense. Um, but it explains all the vocab that it hasn't introduced previously. So... Uh, there might be stuff stuff in here that like you don't recognize from um from from this list, but it expects you to have gone through the earlier chapters already, uh, or just you know generally know the words. So it'll have these these example sentences here, along with uh, having a an interestingly translated sentence, rather than translating it in a a way that makes makes sense um, in English, it's more trying to translate what the meaning of the, uh, what the meaning of, like, the, the, the Japanese sentence would be, which I think is a, it's an interesting way to handle it compared to some of the other resources I've seen. Like, my other main 
resource for Japanese is Wanikani, and that's for doing my uh, my kanji study. And that tries to make the sentences make sense in English, which if you don't understand the gra the grammatical structure, can make it really hard to understand how you got from the Japanese sentence into the English sentence. Um, but besides just having like these single sentence examples here, um, there'll also be like these these little conversations down here as well. So you can see like how how it would probably be used in like not a very interesting uh conversation but like a conversation nonetheless i think this like I, I i get why people don't like take him's guide there's a lot of stuff that i think a good way to put it is a lot, there's a lot of stuff in there that is described very differently from a lot of the other resources so if you go from take him to another resource for example with the um with uh, wa, wa is usually described as the uh, topic particle. Is that how they how it's usually described? Topic particle, topic particle. Now, now I'm blanking. What what do people usually call it? Topic. Oh no, sorry. He calls it topic particle. Other you. Right. No. No. That's where it is. So he usually um. Usually, uh, you'll have resources saying that the topic and the, the subject in Japanese are the same thing, like they would be in English, but uh, his explanation says that subjects don't exist in the same way in Japanese. They're usually implied subjects. Uh, so going from Takim's guide to some other guide, it might seem kind of weird, but with any sort of resources like this, where it's sort of there might be some debate on the best way to handle it. Uh, the, the the same rule for really anything else applies. Don't just use a single resource. Go through Take Him's Guide and maybe... Uh, someone told me about a guide called 8020 recently. Um, I haven't looked at that one. Japanese 8020. Um, I don't know if this is a good site or not, but I have... Is this a book? What is this? I, I don't even... It, okay, I guess it is a book. Um, apparently, this is also good as well. But, like, go over multiple resources, and if there's any any weird disconnects between the two of them, maybe that's something where you might need another resource to come in to work out where that's really supposed to be going. Uh, especially because I've, I've heard with... Um, People who tried to contact take him about some of the issues that may exist with his grammar guide. Uh, he sort of apparently has a really interesting way of responding where if you criticize what he has to say, but you don't criticize him in Japanese, he just won't take anything you say seriously. <laughs> just like if you if you don't know if you're not as as good at Japanese as him, he just won't accept that you may know something more that or may may know a mistake that exists within his guide. I can respect the um, I can respect the hard-headedness, but uh, it's not gonna it's not gonna get you uh, not gonna get you everywhere you need in life, that's for sure. But I can certainly respect it. I can respect someone who's just like, you know what? Fuck you! I know what I'm doing, and you don't. And you know what? I probably don't. I'll give you that. Confidence is uh, confidence is very valuable, and if you 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 can fake knowing 
you can fake knowing a lot of stuff if you're just very confident about what you think you know. Yeah. <laughs> it, it seems to work out with uh with with a lot of the videos I've certainly seen out there. Oh, my shoulder. Ow. So I was playing um Spiral on stream earlier, and I don't know what's been going on with my system, so this game is supposed to have a platinum rating on Proton DB. And for the most part, it's played pretty well. Like I've I've not really had um issues until a couple of streams ago. So basically what's been happening is I will change my graphical settings. So I'll I'll boot the game. I'll boot the game. It'll probably be in like ultra settings. Uh the game will basically freeze to, uh, will slow to a crawl, and that's fine. I can lower the settings. I'll lower it down to low, and it still doesn't work at all. Initial slowdown, and someone's reported the exact same problem that I did. Oh, okay. There may actually be a problem with this version of Proton then. Okay, I need to look at some others. Uh, but this is exactly the problem that I've been seeing. So I will change the settings. I'll even drop it to low and the game is completely unplayable. And then maybe like five or so minutes later or after a reboot and I just start back up, um, it's just fine. Regardless of what settings it's on, like it could be on ultra and it will just run basically smooth. But then later on, I will change it down because maybe there'll be like a little micro stutter and I just want to eliminate any of those stutters. And then... When I lower it, it performs worse. And I don't understand. I genuinely don't understand like how this is the case. I presume I presume it's something wrong with Proton. Um But it may be something wrong with the just the I don't know. If it might be Well, okay. It's it's not generally a problem with Proton. It's probably a problem with Proton and this game. Because I'll go and play something like um, Yes 8, which I think looks better. Graphically, I think it looks better. It's definitely a much more hectic game uh, visually-wise. And that game runs almost perfectly smooth, with the exception of uh, Shadows because the game has a fucking massive game world and will render shadows like five kilometers away because the developers are lazy and didn't want to program that properly. So if you're down on top of a mountain, it might crash your frame rate. Uh, but apart from the, the, the shadows being stupidly configured, um, that game runs fine. And every other game I play runs fine. Ender Lilies is fine. Hades is fine. Uh, Doom... Doom is fine. Doom, well, Doom's notoriously good under Proton, so maybe that's not a good example, but everything else except for Spyro seems to be running great. So my presumption is there's some issue running Spyro under Proton, at least with the version of Proton that I had. And this is one of the things that I'm, I'm kind of worried about for the Steam Deck. Like, while I think the Steam Deck is a really, really cool device, and I'm really excited for it, and I want it to do well... One thing I'm kind of worried about is if Proton is going to be improved. Because if someone, you know, buys a Steam Deck, they're trying to play Spyro Reignited, and it just lags for no reason, 
Like that's gonna be that's gonna be an experience that obviously is gonna hurt the device. And if like if that's the experience that reviewers get, then that's going to be that's gonna be really uh what's the word? Affecting the way that purchases ended up going. Or ended up end end up going. Um so I I'm I'm very very wary of how uh, the Steam Deck is going to do the or how how Valve is going to actually be updating Proton. If you, like if you see a, a new dedicated video from me on the Steam Deck, what it's going to be about is it's going to be specifically about Proton and whether they were actually able to keep their claim, keep their promise that. Proton is going to are going to be able to handle everything out of the box. I I am hopeful that they are going to be able to do it. If anyone can make this happen, Valve is the company that can make this happen. I just I'm very I'm very wary right now. Especially like one thing one thing that I don't think anyone's going to do like if the game doesn't run perfectly with like base version of Proton. If you were just a Windows gamer beforehand, most people are not going to even consider that Proton Glorious Egg Roll exists, for example. So, those projects sort of need to, like... Like, the main version of Proton sort of needs to invalidate Glorious Egg Roll's existence to actually be a perfect setup for, for gaming under Linux. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Like... If the main version of Proton completely invalidated its existence, I'm sure the developer of Glorious Egg Roll would, would be happy about that. Like, the reason why it exists is because there are problems with the main version of Proton. Would that be things like the occasional texture not loading, or um, cutscenes not playing, or cutscenes playing in Brazilian Portuguese? Um, have I talked about the cutscene issue in Spyro? Yeah, the, uh, the cutscenes, for some reason, have a language randomizer on them. So every time a cutscene plays, a new language plays. Sometimes it'll be Spanish, sometimes it'll be Brazilian Portuguese, sometimes it's Polish, sometimes it's, it's German, other times, very rarely, it'll be English. I think throughout my entire playthrough of Spyro 1, I had a single cutscene play in English. Granted, Spyro 1 doesn't have many cutscenes, so maybe that was actually a fairly good ratio. Spyro 2, uh, not a single cutscene played in English. I finished that earlier today on stream. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so maybe Spyro 3 will hear some English? Maybe? I know there is a fix for it. The fix in the fix is such like here's another thing. Proton fixes like are not a thing that normies are going to want to do. So the fix for the uh the language randomizer, I sh I shit you not, is delete the other language files. Go into the game like the, the game files and just delete the other files. That's all you do. But like that's such a dumb fix, and I don't know why it happens. That tea is slowly getting better. I I want I want the Steam Deck to be good. I really do, and I really want Proton to get better. I just don't know. I don't know whether it's going to happen. 
I know that the device is going to initially sell well. Like, um, Linus Texas, for example, has been doing a shitload of promotion. And there's no way that after all of this promotion, like, and especially with all the other videos about, um, about the other, like, handheld PCs as well, like the uh, A&Neo, there's no way that the Steam Deck is not going to sell well initially. Whether it continues selling well is going to depend on how those initial reviews end up going. That's what we're not sure about. But from what from what we've seen from the early testing that Linus has done, it looks like a good system. The problem, though, is the only games he was allowed to test during his demo were games that either you can brute force through Proton or games that run notoriously well under Proton. Things like Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal, sure, it's a very demanding game, but under Proton, it runs almost as well, if not better, than it does on Windows because it just... It just works perfectly under Proton. There is no problems that game has that I actually know about. Maybe there's some like weird edge case under some bizarre configuration, but anything that normal people are running, if you're running modern versions of your graphics drivers, there's no reason why Doom Eternal will not run as well as it would if you had uh, Windows 10 installed on that system. Or I guess Windows 11, if you're watching this, sometime in the relatively near future. I don't know when Windows 11 even comes out, actually. Soon-ish, maybe. What the hell is the release date for Windows 11? Windows 11. Um, October 5th, so very soon, actually. Wow, okay. Uh, I'm not doing a video on it because I don't care. I... Guys, I have, a, I have a Windows video planned. Uh, I haven't, I haven't planned it yet. I've, I just know about a thing that I want to do a video on because it's so, it's so dumb and I love it. Um, let's see if we can find it. Oh, what was it called? It, okay, I'll, I'll see if we can find. No, if we just go to GitHub, I was gonna check my, my um. Uh, Discord, but no, it's oh, bug.n, not ban.n. Um, this is a window manager. It is a tiling window manager for Linux, except it's not really a tiling window manager. What it actually is, because like you can't easily swap out uh, dwm.exe on Windows, what it actually is, is a uh, an auto hotkey script. An auto hotkey script that makes your system function like DWM. I guess it also changes your status bar somehow. I don't know how that's being done. Um, I guess th somehow through this auto hotkey script. But yeah, it, <laughs> it lets you operate as if you were using DWM. I think it's really cool. And the second I found out about this, I know it's... I know it's a Windows thing, but I just, I have to do a video on it. It's so dumb, and I don't think anyone else has. I'm going to make sure I get the video planned and recorded before this goes out, because I know what's going to happen if I don't. So, if I don't, 
I know that someone like DT is probably going to somehow manage to find out about this thing before I do, or before I do the video, and get the video out before I do. It's going to happen. So I'm going to make sure this video gets done as early as possible. So expect to see this maybe... Maybe on, like, Wednesday, the day before this comes out on YouTube. Yes. So you've probably already seen the video by then, and I hope it looks stupid and it looks cool. Um, I don't know, like, what features that actually supports. I literally have not read about this. Uh, you can toggle the visibility of the Windows taskbar. Oh, okay. So actually, some cool stuff in here. Tiling, monocle, floating. Okay, so floating is just windows. Um, moving windows to another virtual desktop by tagging them with a number. Okay. It Yeah, this list seems like DWM through a win through. It's so dumb. I don't know why it's called bug N, but it's a great, it's a great idea. And it's been around for ages. Apparently the last update was a year, like almost a year ago, and I've no, no one told me about this. Like I get that most of my viewers are like Linux guys, but I still would have thought that, considering how many people, like how many people are subbed to my channel who keep telling me to do stuff about DWM, I would have thought that someone out there would have been like, "Hey, look at this dumb, this dumb Windows DWM thing." Apparently not though. I only found out about this maybe. Maybe three days ago. And this isn't like a, hey, you found out about this three days ago and you actually found out about it a year ago. No, someone literally, like, no one, no one told me about this until three days ago. So I'm very excited to test this out. I presume the hotkeys, like the default hotkeys, are going to be like DWM. Uh, I, I, I haven't actually checked. Uh, configuration hotkeys. Here we go. So, how do you, oh god, okay, because it's written in auto hotkey script, uh, it's going to be gross to configure. I have no idea how this language works. I've literally never looked at auto, uh, at auto hotkey, so um, it's going to be interesting to work this one out. I will look at the default configuration and have a look at it, I guess. So, config equals, then the modifier, so these are modifiers, modifier key, and then the function call. Okay, maybe that's not as bad as I thought then. I think this might be easier to configure than configuring DWM. That's one advantage it does have. Um, but I will, I will explore this more in my spare time, or I will, I will have explored this in the past when you're seeing this or something yeah yeah whatever that whatever that means i guess mm. i don't know why i'm drinking tea to be honest like this i guess it's it's cooled down now but it's okay so i don't know what the deal is but summer started out of absolutely nowhere so monday so Tuesday, Tuesday, it got to a maximum of 16 degrees Celsius, fairly normal for, for September, or I guess, or, or it was August at the time, fairly normal for August. Then the day after, it's like, hey, 26 degrees Celsius. Like what? What do you mean 26? 
What are you talking about? Uh, so that was that was great, but you know, twenty six is nice. I I I like twenty six. It made it at night. It was like eighteen degrees Celsius when I walked out of work. Lovely. Didn't have to wear a jacket or anything. Good good way to end my night. Then today it's like thirty two, thirty two degrees Celsius and really humid. I'm like, no, I don't want that. You fuck off. Uh, so yeah, right now it's 32 degrees, which is lovely. I, I, I really appreciate that. So if I look, you know, relatively shiny, uh, that would be why. It doesn't look that bad on my preview. Um, but I've, I've really rearranged my lighting now. So if you've noticed that in like my regular videos, my lighting has just been, uh, what's a good way to put it? Not shit. Not shit's a good way to put it. Yeah, I like that. Um, that's because I have, I have grown this thing known as a brain and I've rearranged my lights. Um, so now, now my lights are in good spots. I just, where'd it go? I want to show you guys something in a bit, but I forgot where I put it. Um, I'll find it in a bit. Anyway, um, so I've still got my light here. The light, the, the light in the normal spot. Perfectly fine. Hasn't moved. Now, the, the light that I had over... Let's put it there. The light that I had over... Yeah. There you go. Look how look how bad that looks relative to... I guess it is It is less bright than it was before. Um, but that light, I've moved from being in that spot to being like more in front of my face. And this is where the light should have... Oh, God. I'm making a mess now. Uh, let's not unplug the camera, Brody. Oh no, I've ruined everything. Um, I'm going to fix this and I'm going to keep talking. So, th the reason this spot's better is because now the light's actually in front of my face. You this is crazy, right? Okay. You may not have expected this, but putting the light in front of your face, uh, actually... Lights up your face. Who would have ever thought? I, I know why I couldn't get the, the, the light in there. I, I had bumped my 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 SR850s and they were on the floor. <laughs> um, and, oh, this is a mess. There we go. I've got so many fucking cables here. There we go. Live configuration of my god-awful setup. Okay, we're back. I've got... I found this thing I wanted to show you guys. I'll show you in a bit. Um... Yes. Am I going to cut that? No. <laughs> We're doing it live. <laughs> Honestly, I probably could do the podcast live at some point, and it would work out about as well. Um, but yeah, now the light is there. Flat lighting. I used to have a flat lighting setup like this back when I had the... The C920. Back when I had the C920. Uh, the reason I stopped doing it is because I didn't like the look back I, that was probably very loud. Um, I didn't like the look back when I had the C920 because it's a webcam. And even though the C920 is a decent webcam, at the end of the day, it's a webcam. And there's only so good a webcam can look because, you know, small lens. The, basically, lens size is the most important thing for a camera. Like If you, if you have a lens that's like, like this, and you have a lens that's like this, generally, this one's going to be better. Even if... Okay, it's not that simple, but it's assuming that they're like, 
from the same era. Generally, the bigger one is the better one. Um, especially when your, your, your lens is this small. Unless you're an iPhone, in which case, holy shit. The, like, I know Apple's pretty shit for, like, you know, repairability, but holy shit, Apple makes some good cameras. Samsung has good cameras as well. I'm, I'm impressed by, like, how good phone cameras have actually gotten. But that, that, that's not the point. That's not the point I was getting at there. Um, webcams generally look like shit. I didn't like the look of it back then, uh, so I changed it, and I just hadn't gone around to changing it back, and just seeing what it was going to look like if I used, you know, not a shit camera. You know, my, 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 M, my M200. Um, so now it's like this. The thing I wanted to try out this morning, though, is using automatic ISO rather than having a set ISO. So right now, uh, my ISO, I believe I've got set to 250. Uh... Basically, the, the lower your ISO, the more the more light the camera requires to keep the, the scene... Br the lower your ISO, the less sensitive... The less sensitive to light your camera is. There we go. Um, so right now it's at 250, which is fairly low. I couldn't go lower. I could go like this. Now we're very dark. Um, but one thing you might notice is if I was actually able to get enough light into this, it would make everything, like, really... Re actually, can we can we get enough light? That is the question. It would make everything really sharp. Uh, I would also be blind. I I would... Yeah, I would also be very blind uh, because my camera is running at 99 right now, which is a lot of light, um, and I can't look at it without closing my eyes. But everything looks good. Like, there's this balance. The problem with cameras is you want to get as much light as possible without, you know, destroying your ability to see. Because cameras are very bad in low light situations. And making the camera less sensitive to light is going to obviously require more light to actually be there. Um, so... I tried setting it to automatic ISO instead. Now, ignore the fact that... Oh, God, that's really overblown. Now, let's set it back to where it was. So, the problem with the automatic ISO is it doesn't know what to do. So, normally, normally automatic ISO would be fine. Uh, I have a problem with my setup, though, and that is I have these lights in the background. So, if I turn these off... Off, not red. Uh, it should theoretically, it should theoretically adjust to not look complete shit. Maybe I just have too much light now. Um, we, yeah. So it's it's actually looking fairly decent now. If we just turn down the lights, the automatic ISO would do well. Uh, and then I could still do things like this, and wow, look, it adjusts, and things don't look shit. You can see so many pores on my face when I do that. Look, look at this. Wow, it's crazy. Wow. <laughs> I, this is uncomfortably close. But this is something that just is not possible. Um, and Okay, now the camera's freaking out again. It is not possible with those backlights, because they're too bright for the, uh, and you'll see how bad my teeth are. I'm going to zoom out now. Because uh, even though my wall is, it looks, 
Like, when you're looking at it, it doesn't look like there are lights there. The problem that it has is that to the camera, the camera doesn't give a shit about that. The camera is still very aware of the fact that there are lights there. So, it doesn't know what to do at all, and it still does not know what the hell to do with this. I'm trying to make it work by just lowering my lights as much as possible. Um... Auto ISO is a bit of a mess. Oh, also because of the overhead light. Yeah, it's freaking out because of that one as well. Um, auto, okay, auto ISO. What, my point here is the auto ISO is not going. I pulled the light out of the thing it was sitting in. Um, this is a this is a day of Brody fucking up. Um, the point I'm getting at is that automatic ISO would be a bit of a mess with my setup. Um, maybe I could make it work with, with like a different set of lights. And maybe if I put enough effort into it, I could make it work somehow. But as it stands, like, as it, as it stands, it would be a bit annoying to deal with. Um, plus no matter what I do. Like, even if we make my face not look awful, it's still really not sure what to do about that background. And the background, I, I don't think that... I, I can confirm it doesn't look as it looks in the video right now. Um, and that's something I, I don't have a way to deal with without, like, lowering down the brightness of the lights, which I don't want to have to do. Because then that ruins, like, the aesthetic I'm going for. And also then start, because there's now not enough light, and it's trying to compensate for the light with ISO, uh, now you're seeing some banding appearing. That's because of the, um, the difference between the refresh rate of the camera and the, uh, the update. I guess, I guess you call it refresh rate as well. The refresh rate of the lights. Uh, it's the same thing you get when you try to record a, um, try to record a TV. Uh, especially this happens with old TVs where you try to record it and you start seeing like these these black bands going up and down the screen that's because of the slightly different refresh rate between um <clears throat> between the two maybe i could make this work somehow i don't know how i would do that though now it's not bright enough there we go there we go look at that wow look i'm 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 lit up again there you go there was my very uninformed camera theory video. I'm sure I can make it better with enough fiddling around. I do want to keep fiddling with the way my cameras are set up. Um, but I like the look that we have going on right now. This is probably the best look we've had. Uh, now it's just a matter of uh, trying to improve upon it. I know I can always come back to this setup if something doesn't fit the the look that I... It doesn't fit the look uh, properly, which is good. One thing I actually did do that did, I think, really improve my, my setup is I... So, here we go. More camera dicking around. I had my color... What's the word? Color temperature? Color balance? Whatever. I had it set, like, down, like, here or something. And I was like, why does my camera look so weird? I don't know why. It looks so strange. And I forgot I'd set it like that. Um, so we can be green or we can be, we can be very blue. Um, 
Now I've got, now I've just been like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to put it in the center. Uh, oh, God. Eh, there we go. And now it looks basically as it does in the real world. It's not entirely 100% accurate. Um, I did have to fiddle with some other stuff like the, the color temperature, not the... Not the color, not the white, yeah, color temperature, not the white balance. So right now I'm at like 6,300 Kelvin. If we set it, let's go down a bit. Let's go down like 4,800. The reason why this is happening um, is because uh, the, the, <laughs> actually, wait, what? No, it's, it's because of that pink light there. That pink light um, sort of destroys everything and makes everything a little bit, a little bit more blue than it should be. Um... So I've had to sort of compensate for that by raising up the color temperature to about 6,300 to make it a little bit more orange, uh, which brings, you know, my life back into my skin and makes me more than just a lifeless corpse. But we can just, like, we can go crazy with it. Um, we can... Let's go all the way up. Let's make it... Let's turn us into an Oompa Loompa. There we go, 10,000. I am now an Oompa Loompa. Holy shit, that is very orange. Okay, we're gonna go back now. Um, cameras are fun. Like, that. you don't need a camera like this to, you know, start start recording. And it's not like this is a super expensive camera at, uh, anyway. Um, but it's not, it's not like you need a camera like this to start recording, but it certainly does give you a lot of freedom in how you want to record. Like, I could for some artistic reason, want to make everything really blue. I don't know why I would do that, but, like, there are reasons why you may want to do that. Um, and having a camera like this allows... It gives you the freedom to do it on the camera itself, rather than having to do it in post. Uh, and you know what I like? I like not working. So if I can avoid work by doing stuff in the recording process, that's great. Uh, but the other nice thing is having like having a clean signal there just in case you actually do want to do something in post. So if I wanted to go and color grade a certain way, I would make the color look fairly natural and then I can I can go from there. I could also dick around my uh, my f-stop. Right now I've got my f-stop as low as possible, set at uh, 3.5. That's one of the things. When I get my new lens, it's a 1.4 lens. Um how do you describe f-stops? F-stops, f-stops are what give you the, the, the bokeh effect. So let's see if we can focus on this. So that effect where it focuses on something and the rest of the background gets blurry. Basically, the lower your f-stop is, um, the lower your f-stop is, the more of that effect there is. But it also has the effect of, uh, changing how sensitive the lens is to light. So the higher your f-stop is, the more light your camera requires to actually uh, actually be lit up. Now, I don't think there would be any possible way for me to provide enough light to light up this scene, but it does certainly make these, these lights in the background look pretty cool. Um, I personally like to drop my F as low as possible. Oh God, we've, we've, we're, we're slightly... We're slightly viewable now. Let's see if we can do something with this. Let's set it to F8. Whoa, that looks kind of that looks kind of neat. 
Not good. Neat. I'll, I'll give it neat. 5.6. Huh. Maybe I could, like, I could probably make those lights look more, look more impactful by going with a higher f-stop like this. Um, but it requires so much light recording in this setup that it's just not feasible. It just makes more sense to get, it makes more sense to get a lens that can go to a lower f-stop rather than trying to work with something like this. Even though that does look pretty... Assuming that I could, like, do this without blowing out my eyes, like, those lights look pretty cool like this. Um, we'll bring it down to, like, let's say... 70? 70 is still way too much. Um... And I like this. I, I really do like this. I'm just blind right now. <laughs> That's my problem. I am just blind, and I can't, I, I can't do that. I, I cannot record being completely blinded like that. It's just, it's just not, it's just not a viable way to record. Maybe for like, maybe for commentary videos, I would just be very uncomfortable. For gaming stuff, I, I couldn't play like this because I would just, I would always be trying to like, if I looked over there, I would just like, just, maybe I'll get used to it. It's not something I want to get used to. I, I, I like, I like my eyesight. Um... So, I'll, I'll try to compensate for it in other ways by going, if I, if I was to go, you know, lower f-stops, um, like if we go, if I was to get rid of these lights, for example, like, you can see how bright the background is. So, if I can go a lower f-stop, um, and then have my lights be less bright... <laughs> That gives me the same effect I'm going for. So there's like there's different there's different ways you can get the like very similar effects. Um, whether it, like in in some cases having more light is perfectly doable. Like if you're recording outside, for example, having more light is easy. You just stand near the sun. Um, but when when you're trying to record in in an intentionally dark room like this, there's only so much you can do when it comes to comes to something like that. So you've got to sort of make it work in some way. Except if we go, let's drop that. Like, those look really impactful. You just can't see me for shit. So it's just a matter of dealing with that some way. And I, I will deal with that at some point when I eventually decide to get that lens. Uh, expect the background to look pretty damn cool. Or maybe it won't. I don't know. I've had some people complain about the gamer aesthetic I've been going for. Um, I, I, look, the reason why I went with it, one is because I like this look. I think this is just a, a cool way to record videos. And I think that's partially because, you know, that's the sort of content that I watch. Like, I watch a lot of the, like, look, RGB gamer sort of content. So I that, like that. That's just what I enjoy. Um, but the other thing is that there's not actually, at least from what I understand, I don't think there's a channel in the Linux sphere besides mine that has an aesthetic like this. I certainly can't think of one. Like I can think of other tech channels that occasionally talk about Linux, uh, but I don't, I don't know of like a dedicated Linux channel that's that goes for this look. 
And it fits because I do have like the gaming content. So you like, you come into a channel that looks like this and like that, you, you can see what, what you'd expect. Like I'm not, I'm not misleading you into like, haha, there's going to be gaming content, but there's not really like there occasionally is. There is like on the main channel, there's FOSS content, but on the actual, like the gaming channel, I'm playing through, well, I'm playing through Spyro Reignited. I finished Spyro 2 and I'm playing through Celeste. So I, I feel like it fits the overall, the overall theme of what I'm going for. Plus like the, I, I just like the look. Like the, that's ultimately the biggest reason why. I just like this look. So that's why I went with this look. Like that's, if we, if we get rid of all of the other, like, hey, maybe it's good for like marketing this and marketing that. I like the look. That's pretty much it. I, I like, channels like Harris Heller, so, you know, I'm going to emulate the look in the best way I can. There's better ways it can be done, like, not having this bed here would give me a lot more freedom in how I could, how I could actually have that lighting, have, how I could actually have the lighting working, uh, would also give me, like, an entire backdrop there, where it's a single colour, rather than, you know, it stops at the bed. But for that, I would probably also have... What I would like is I would like to have cabinets back there with, I don't know, something in it. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, anime figures or something like that. Um, just, just something there. That would be cool. I don't know. I, it, it I think, I think a problem with a lot of the Linux channels is a lot of them are very much the same look, which isn't a bad thing. Like, if that's, if that's the look you like, that's cool. But, they're all like, I am a techie, and that is it. Or like, I, I am in my office. Like, that's cool. If that's what you want to do, that's, that's cool. But I want to I do something different. I'm, I'm different. It's not a phase, mum. It's, it's, it's who I am. Actually, speaking of my mum, she seems to be less averse recently to uh to, to my to my YouTube channel. Um <clears throat> like she's never had a, a serious problem with it, but you know, I went through four years of university and it's just like, now I make YouTube videos, now I make videos on the internet about Linux. Um so you know, I <laughs> I can totally get why anyone's parent would, you know, possibly have an issue with that happening. Um but as the channel's sort of been growing and there's like some noticeable success actually happening there. She seems less averse to me to me doing this. She still drops the hints about like when are you getting a real job? When are you when are you gonna go find a, a development job? Use your degree. Um, but now, now, okay, here's the big brain thing. <laughs> now I can now I can give her shit about about what she does for work. So, um. Up until up until recently, she's been doing aged care, uh, but she's been trying trying to find other work. And she she sent me a message last night, and I guess me and my sister must have uh, finally convinced her that uh, you know working a a a, a real job, a a, a, a a potentially a high paying job is a bit of a meme. Um, if you want an easy life. That play, pays you plenty of money in Australia. Uh, working in a fucking supermarket doing night fill is like a, a top end fucking gig. It's so chill. Um, especially doing casual. 
because in Australia you get extra extra pay for not being part-time. It's like an extra couple of dollars an hour. It's bloody massive. Um, so <laughs> she she told me she applied for a night fill position and I hope she gets it because that'll be hilarious. Now I can give her shit about doing night fill and she'll finally realize just like how 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 much she's been wasting her life uh, not working night fill because night fill's <laughs> honestly it's great. Like I'll talk shit about the job but it's easy pay. It's not as easy as uh, being like a, a council lollipop man uh, standing on the road directing traffic, getting paid, uh, what, $80, $90 an hour? Uh, lollipop and our, what is the, let's see what the general, hourly rate, let's see what the rate is. It's something stupid. Uh, it's $30. Bullshit, it's $30. It's definitely a bit higher than that. Uh, definitely a bit higher than that one. Uh, it's more like $50 an hour. Uh, lollipop workers earn 180k under Queensland minimum. <laughs> 180,000. Okay. Yeah, piss off with your, oh, it's 31 dollars an hour. No, it's not. It's not. No, definitely not $31 an hour. Sydney traffic controller reveals she earns almost $3,000 a week. Yeah. Uh, standing on the road, um, directing traffic. That, that, you know, is, is another dead simple gig. It's just, uh, it's just, just very boring. Night feel. Night feel. You just, basically, you're just like chatting shit the entire night. Um, you chat and shit the entire night and getting paid a lot of money for it. That's, that's the real simple life. Just stop, stop whatever your, your, your real job is, your career. No one cares about that. Night feel, night feel is where it's at. Maybe, maybe it's just the, the fact that like the only other job that I've, well, I guess I did have a dev job for a bit. That was interesting, I guess. Um, but the only other job I've done long-term was fast food and, you know, fast food, th 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 that's the actual shit, uh, the actual shit, like first job. Don't, you only work fast food to realize that no one wants to work fast food, except for those like weird people. I don't know if you've ever worked like in, in like McDonald's, KFC, anything like that, you, you probably had a manager or someone aiming to like move up the ranks who's been there for like 10 plus years it being a store manager that's like that's a top gig position you get paid a shitload of money to do piss or work but like being just a general crew manager is a meme uh it's the same thing with most actually yeah don't be a don't be a manager in a supermarket because that's a meme position uh unless you're like going upper management like general management like uh you're a you're a night fuel manager you're a you're a dry you're a meat manager you're a dr uh dry goods manager or what, anything like that all of those positions are memes because you get paid shit or money and you have to like manage people it's only like two or three dollars an hour more um but if you're like you know high-end manager that's when you get paid like you know it's not like massive it's not like you know you're a you're a google dev or anything like that but you get paid like a good 60 70 grand salary to manage children working in a mcdonald's <laughs> and not actually do any work yourself um but i don't know how you would keep yourself sane in the years leading up to that position 
Like, I don't know how you manage to work in a McDonald's or in a KFC or a, a Hunger Jacks or Burger King, that's what it is in the US, for that long and stay sane. But I guess the, the managers I've had weren't particularly sane. Uh, one who got fired once for stealing from the the McCharity. What's the what's the McDonald's charity called? The McCharity. Um, the Ronald McDonald Foundation. That one. Uh, got fired once, and then somehow managed to get rehired and become a store manager. Another one who stuck their hand in the oil, like in the burning oil, <laughs> to grab something. No glove. Just whoop. Maybe you got to be a you got to you got to be a very very uh, interesting specimen to to last that long there. Which yeah, you, probably. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I I I don't mind I don't mind working in Nightfield. It's it's annoying that it takes up my time, but I don't mind it. If I'm gonna be working any job alongside my channel. I, I'm I'm happy to be doing Nightville. I like and I like most of the people at my store. Uh, even though we hire a lot of not great people from from time to time, most most of the highs most highs actually we did manage to get a good one. Surprisingly, it's it's rare to hire someone with common sense. You might think that 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 should be like a prerequisite. Like, are you able to follow basic instructions? If yes. Okay, you get an interview. Somehow they managed to hire a bunch of people that don't follow basic instructions. But we managed to hire someone who did. I'm very happy because he's actually good at his job and I can train him to actually, you know, work properly because he actually... He, he, the, other, the other nice thing, he worked four years in Hungry Jacks so he knows what shit fast food is like and I'm very happy. That, honestly, that, that, that right there should be a prerequisite for working Nightfield. I don't care about the rest of the supermarket. They can... Do whatever they want. But for working Nightfield, the chillest position on the planet, you should have to have had work like a shit job before. You have to appreciate the position. No complaining that Nightfield is hard, because it's not. It's not hard at all. It's the easiest shit you'll ever do. Unless you have like a bad back or bad knees, in which case, fine. That's fine. But if you're like, you know, a healthy, you know, 20 to 50 year old, you're good. Nightfield's great. I don't know why I'm trying to shill you guys on Nightfield. <laughs> But work night, Phil. Unless it's your first job, then work a shit job for at least a year. Uh, and then come back and then work night, Phil. Anyway, um, so I, I, I had a package get delivered today, but I wasn't ar around to actually collect it. Now, they're supposed to leave these like little cards here that indicate that your, your package is here and you can go get it. Now... Normally, these cards are supposed to be, you know, uh, new. Uh, I don't... Yeah, there's nothing There's nothing identifying on here. It's just like the the package ID. So if you, if you go and collect this six days in the past, you can go get my package, I guess. Um, but yeah, this thing, I don't know where this guy found it. Uh, it clear... <laughs> like, it, it looks like it's been in the rain for like... A week and then he dried it off and then he like put it back in the like back in the rain or something like what is this like how is the ink running this much where did he find this card I don't understand <laughs> I don't actually know what I ordered uh well I know I know what I've ordered recently but I don't know what's in the package 
I think I think it might be the new bracket for my for my lights. So I don't actually have the light in the spot that I want it to be. I have the light in a better spot than it was before. The spot I actually want it to be is um more like here. Um but I don't actually have the the uh the the clamp, the bracket, the the mounting material to actually put it there. Uh right now it's sitting on a uh, on a light stand. So I think that's what it is. Um but I'm not sure. I don't think it's my new mic. It shouldn't be the sure. Uh It sh yeah, it shouldn't be. All of my yeah, all of the stuff I got from all of the stuff I got from eBay recently is here. So the only thing it could be, let's actually check. Uh it could be the new mouse that I no, the new mouse isn't supposed to arrive till the 16th. Right, my middle mouse button's broken. Uh it's not gonna be no, the, the mic doesn't show up till the 16th. Wait. Oh wait, no. Sorry, the uh the clamp was on eBay, so it might actually be a might be the eBay order then. Uh I also got my sister's birthday present showing up on the 9th, so it's not that either. It's gotta be the uh the clamp then. That's the only thing I can think it would be. Um And usually if I get something from Amazon, it will like say on the like message I get, like Delivery from Amazon showing up at your door today. Are you going to be home to collect the, the, the package? I'm like, nah, mate. Just just leave it on the floor. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Yeah, so I got a, I got a, I got a, a delivery the other day. Uh, I'll find it. Probably shouldn't talk to the back of the mic. This probably sounds really bad right now. That sounds much better, doesn't it? Um, so I've got my, my drawing tablet. The drawing tablet that... Where is it? Drawing tablet that has a really rough surface where the the uh the pen nibs get worn down fairly quickly. Uh, actually, I'll see if we can we can see the damage. Let's see. So, will it focus? The, it's way too small for you to see it. Um, there is a very if you could see it, there would be a very noticeable. Um, very noticeable edge on the pen. Uh, the, the flat side of the pen is the side <laughs> that, uh, I use when I play Osu. <laughs> so I hold the pen like this generally with the, I don't use the buttons when I play Osu, so I want those, like, away from me. So it's always going to sit in this exact same position. Um, and Osu, uh, you use a lot of the pen nibs. So there is a very shiny spot. Uh, starting to appear on my tablet. You probably won't be able to see this either. Or actually, maybe with the. No, I don't. I don't think you can. No, I don't think you can. Um. Oh. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Um. But yeah. So, because of that shiny spot and the, the damage, I went and ordered some new pen nibs. They're cheap. They're like... I think this is there's 20 of them in here, and they cost me like $10. Um, so, if they last, I don't know, a month each, that's fine. That's, that's plenty of value. I'm happy to pay, you know, a dollar a month. Uh, 
whoever shipped them didn't say the package was fragile, so you know where they put this. So usually they'll 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 fucking put small packages into your letterbox because that's that's a safe place to put them. Perfectly fine. Don't care. I was just looking at my my preview. Just look at the camera. That's fine. Put them in the uh, the letterbox. I'm good with that. The bug. Um. These things that are very fragile that you can very easily step on and break were put under my doormat. Like I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm almost certain that these these should be marked as fragile. Why they weren't marked as fragile is beyond me. And the guy should have realized it was this little little tiny thing. Like the package was like this big. They like, don't put it under your fuck. Don't put on, don't put it under my doormat. All places you could put it. Why under the doormat? It would, it would fit perfectly fine if you put it into my letterbox. There was nothing in the letterbox. Just put in posties. That's what I have to say. Posties. They great. They great at their job sometimes. I think who who was it? It wasn't. No, it wasn't DHL. DHL actually knows how to do their job. Um, I think it might have been Australia Post. Hmm. Maybe. It may have been Australia Post. Um, generally, they're okay sometimes. Um, they are still a bit of a mess occasionally. A lot, a lot of the time. <laughs> a lot of the time, Australia Post is a bit of a mess. Um, whoever it was, don't put my goddamn pen nibs on my damn doormat. Put them in the fucking letterbox. Or just anywhere else. There's a chair that sits out the front of my house. Put them on the chair. Put them under the chair with the spiders. I don't care. <laughs> the funny thing is, um, I guess I was supposed to sign for them and he just left them there. But when I came out the door, like he he sort of pointed to where they were. But he, he told me after I had stepped onto the doormat when I could have broken them. At least it's only like $15, so it's not a big deal. But regardless, I don't want to have to buy more pen nibs. I still have plenty of them left. I haven't actually swapped any of them out yet. Uh, it's just, I wanted to have some for when I do. I guess one of the, uh, I guess one of the things it could also be is my, my tablet cover from Foxbox. Um, because I've got, just to deal with the, the surface of the tablet... I went and ordered a tablet cover. I don't know when that's going to show up, though. I can't imagine it's for a while, because there's, like, a single person who runs this runs this website, and it's a fairly popular website, so it's very possible I will not see it for a while, uh, which is fine. Like, they're high-quality tablet covers, so as long as they take that, that's perfectly fine. Um, it could be that as well, but I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, um, I've got an idea for a game I want to play on stream. Because it's going to be a fun game. <laughs> Very fun game. Who wants to play Battle Gem Ponies? This is an upcoming indie game. Uh, which is basically My Little Ponies meets Pokemon. And you know what? That doesn't actually sound like a bad game. <laughs> it sounds, sounds, like a, sounds like a furry's dream. But it doesn't sound like that bad of a game. I like Pokemon. I'm uh, not a big fan of of ponies, but I like Pokemon. Uh, there was a picture of the game on here before. I guess they removed it. Wait, show me the show me the game. Uh, game. 
Oh my god, it actually... <laughs> wait! Wait! <laughs> Hold up a second! Okay, no, that... That... That's... That's... That's not allowed! That was literally the sign... Yeah, that is literally the sign from Pokemon. Oh god, this is actually more of a meme than I thought it was. They do have, like, their own custom... Custom battle thing, but this is just Pokemon. How much did they receive for this? Um, $43,000 or $33,000 goal. Okay. Um. <laughs> they have the name in Katakana. Uh, Battle Gem Pony. Why? Um, it looks like a Pokemon ROM hack. It, like, if you've ever seen a, um, and that, I, I hope they're planning to change, uh, this, but, like, if you've ever seen, like, a, uh, Pokemon Fire Red ROM hack, you will, you will know this, this looks very familiar, but I know it's not because of how, like, different the, um, the the battle screens are so I'm I'm guessing it's just heavily inspired by Pokemon. Uh oh my god, there's a demo. Can we play it? Wait, is the demo playable? Oh my god, the demo's the demo's playable. I'm gonna play it on stream. It's gonna happen. I have to play this. I have to play this on stream. That's so good. Uh, I, I know I'm. I know I'm taking the piss out of this, but I actually. Uh, I, I, I'm very. I'm very happy when devs uh, are able to, you know, get their games funded and actually, worst point, and actually, um, you know, try to make something. Wow, it actually. Uh, did that just did that pony just take a shit? That looks I'm I'm pretty sure it just took a shit. Um <clears throat> Hey, there might be a there might be a fun game here, and I will be surely streaming it. Uh and I, I hope that I hope that someone else finds this game and decides to give it some attention as well. Wait, that that just fires some why is it firing rockets? Ah, uh, more of the totally not a Pokemon ROM hack. Yep, that fired. Ro oh, it's a, it's a, it's a pony bot. Sure. It's got four moves as well. Sure, like Pokemon. This back to looking like a Pokemon ROM hack, but it's got. Wait, that that's a very different stats. That is a very different stat system than uh. Oh wait, unless. I thought you were assigning values. No, okay, no, it's the same thing. It's just showing you uh, other values. Wait, can we see other assets that I know are from Pokemon here? I see that 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 old, that old man's frights from Pokemon Sapphire. Um, <laughs> I have a feeling a lot of their early sprites are literally ripped from Fire Red and Sapphire. Of yeah, Fire Red, Leaf Green, Sapphire, Ruby, and Emerald. I am almost certain that a lot of their early sprites are. Or they are way, way too heavily inspired. Like, 
Yeah, that 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 old guy I know I've seen before. I'm 100% certain I've seen that before. Um so, you know, hey, maybe maybe it's a good maybe it's a good game. I will play it. I will play it and I will determine whether it is a good game. And if it is a good game, you know what? Hey, I will I will support it. It's they want $175,000 to do a Switch port. See, what did they what did they get with their their stretch goals? So game funder, they need 25k to fund it. The entire Yotes game team can work on this project full time. How much are you guys paying yourselves? Because 25k is not enough to pay a single dev. Uh, unless you're like going to work three months on it. I don't know. Maybe they're just willing to work for like no money. Um, Mythical Pony Quest. An additional post-game event involving a cryptic scavenger hunt and the ultimate alicorn of Korea. I don't know what that means. Um, you'll have the option to comfortably play the game one-handed on mobile. Okay, sure. Uh, post-game dungeon, sure. Cloud saving, local multiplayer at 50k. Online multiplayer at 70. Oatmeal challenge at 100. A customizable Nuzlocke randomizer mode. Oh, that's awesome. Um, man, I wish this game had 100k just for that. Okay, so the highest one that matters is the console ports. Um, above that, it's just like, hey, we will, we will make... You pay us $225,000, we will make merch. Um... Embark on a branching quest spanned across a colourful world full of quirks, vistas, and very aggressive wildlife. Little super-powered ponies with gemstones on their chests like to fight each other for sport, and and one chose you to lead her to glory. Very few people get the opportunity to lead a pony in <laughs> And those pony tamers are regarded as sports athletes, local, hero local heroes, or even champions. Man... Neon City. Oh, wow, it's a map. Okay. Wait, hold up a second. 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 Um, Pokemon Sapphire map. Pokemon Sapphire map. Um, no, I don't want Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Okay, so here is the Hoenn map. I'll zoom in a bit. Here is the Hoenn map. Here is the okay. No, okay, no. There's just there are there are parts that are similar. Okay, for some reason they put the ocean in the exact same location. Um. <clears throat> Okay, the map is different. I, I'll, okay, I'll give you that. I, I will give you that. That was just me. That was just me being over, over, overzealous on, uh, on, on guessing that it was literally just a ROM hack. <clears throat> but sure, okay, that's fine. H how many? How do? How many ponies do they have? Is this all of them, or are there more of them? I don't know. Let's have a look at these sprites, actually. Uh, oh, I cannot... 
Oh, it's it's oh, it's trying to scale them rather than doing static, uh, static, uh, linear, 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 linear scaling. That one. Okay, what are the types we have? <clears throat> Why don't you just straight up use the uh, the Pokemon types? Um, okay, so what do we have? We have air, which is flying, aqua, which is water, bug, chaos. Okay. Dark. Draco. Draco is obviously dragon. Earth, which is ground. Esper, which is psychic. Fire, ghost, ice, key. I'm guessing that's supposed to be fighting. <clears throat> Light, magic. Magic, I guess, would be your, your fairy type. Plant, which is obviously grass type. Steel, surge, which is obviously uh, lightning. I uh, am toxic, which is poison. So light and chaos seem to be the new types, which makes sense. Uh, and here is here is our type grid. Is the type grid? Oh god, this is this is confusing. <laughs> yep. Okay, this is definitely a Pokemon inspired game where your type grid is absolute gibberish. Um, Aqua Pulse. Ah, which is totally not Water Pulse. Uh, Megaton Kick Light Light Cannon, which is not what is it? Flash Cannon. <laughs> oh, here we go. Earth Power, literally just a Pokemon move. Um, Ponatina, Ponat, Ponatina. Oh, oh, okay. So they're <clears throat> interesting. So they're taking the. They're taking the Eevee route with your with your starter. That's actually kind of a neat way to do it. I actually don't think that's a bad idea. That would be a cool way, like... Obviously, this has taken Eeveelutions to the extreme, uh, but that would not actually be a bad way for a Pokemon game to actually go. Oh, and there are Megas as well. Okay. Are there Dynamaxes? Come on, tell me there are Dynamaxes. Or Zed moves. Chroma ponies. Oh, you can... <laughs> you no Okay, shiny hunting does not matter in this game because you can just trade... You can trade your ponies for a, for a, the shiny variant. <clears throat> and, hey, look, you can use Surf. And Surf literally has you Surf. Haha, <laughs> get it? It's funny. Um, We have evil... Evil groups? Evil... Evil... Evil teams. Uh that looks like um that looks like one of the members of what is it? Team what's the team from um from Sun and Moon? <clears throat> uh Sun and Moon team uh Oh, look, look, evil team. Evil team, yes, perfect. What they call Team Skull. Yeah, she looks like a member of Team Skull. Uh, the rest of them look like a mishmash of Team Rocket and every other every other group in existence. <clears throat> I'll give them credit for the sprite work. The sprites actually look fairly good. Um Oh, they're a legendary okay. <laughs> I, I keep forgetting this game's about ponies. Um, you can buy some... Oh, you want to buy a shirt? 
E-boy? <laughs> Actually, you know what? Not a bad looking shirt, to be honest. I wouldn't buy one, um, but it's not a bad looking shirt. I hope they sort of... What would be a good way to put it? I hope they... Mm, level out the art? Level out... Level out... That's not a good way to put it. I hope they make the art more consistent, because a lot of stuff in here where it's like... See, there's like this font here where it's very, uh, very clearly not fitting the rest of the fonts in the game. And I, I presume that's just because it's an alpha. Same with, like, the on, on-screen controls here. Like, they don't look like they fit in the game. They look way too high resolution for everything else. But I'm sure a lot of that is just the fact that, uh, this is still very early. Also, the water looks not like water. I know they don't want it to look exactly like Pokemon water, but, like, this is one of the times where you probably should just copy Pokemon, because this water looks kind of weird. Um, but, I don't know. It's a, it's, it's, it, it's, it's Pokemon with ponies. Uh, I talked about that for like 15 minutes. No, I don't, <laughs> no, I don't like my little pony, but I, I guess people are going to start saying that now. Um, yeah. <laughs> Since we're on the topic of games anyway, uh, Game Rant seems to be absolutely obsessed with Dark Souls. Every time they have a chance to even mention that Dark Souls exists, uh, Game Rant is going to do so. So, I was reading an article just before about how someone is basically building, uh, Dark Souls inside of Skyrim. Oh my god. Skyrim versus Dark Souls. Which game is better? That's I'm not even taking the piss. Like that's not even the one I was looking for. Oh, I want to see this one now. <laughs> I love Game Rant. Skyrim, open world, Dark Souls, throwback. Skyrim, NPC interactions, Dark Souls, less important. Do you do you think anyone cares about the story in Skyrim? They do the in like they do the intermissions and then just run off like try to climb a mountain by jumping up the side of it. Skyrim, branching stories, Dark Souls, story ambiguity. Skyrim, more combat capability. Yo, what, mate? What are you talking about? I'm pretty sure that one goes to Dark Souls. Dark Souls, more focus. Uh, Skyrim mod, okay, I'll give you that one. Dark Souls does have mods. They're just not as, you know... Thomas the Tank Thomas the Tank Engineer as uh, Skyrim is Dark Souls difficulty or answer Skyrim Skyrim is a better game than Dark Souls <laughs> Oh my god I I absolutely love like how bad game it is Oh, okay. This just in. Skyrim is a better game than Dark Souls. Uh, because in terms of being a game, there's much more appeal to Skyrim, despite all the popularity that Dark Souls, uh, the Dark Souls franchise has gained. Uh, the games just can't, at least not yet, reach the legendary status that was set by Skyrim on its release and continues to create to this very day. Because as we know, Dark Souls is not a game that still has thousands upon thousands of people playing it on on, uh, on, on Twitch. And 
still massively enjoying the game. Skyrim, definitely, uh, you know, Skyrim, the, the Skyrim franchise as it is at this point is definitely a very exciting series. Actually, I wonder which one is more popular on Twitch. That's a good question. Um, I don't actually care if you think that Skyrim or Dark Souls is a better game. It's like comparing... <laughs> like, imagine comparing, I don't know... Uh, Little Big Planet to Scribble no Actually, no. You, you know what? Actually, no. No, I will compare those. Little Big Planet to Scribble Nauts. While they're both games where you create shit, they're not even remotely similar games. Besides that, so it doesn't even make sense to compare them. Uh, let's see. So, Duck Souls. Can I? Okay, show me the damn cat. Why is Twitch so fucking bad? Uh, can I just search for a category? How do I... Okay. Uh, there are 800 viewers in the Skyrim category on Twitch. How many viewers are there in the Dark Souls category? Oh, okay. Wow. You know, by this metric, I guess... I guess Skyrim is a, um... Is a better game. But... We it did mention the uh the the Dark Souls franchise. So if we go with the entire franchise, well, clearly that means that clearly that means that Dark Souls is a better game because there's two thousand viewers rather than rather than eight hundred. Or I think everyone playing this version of Skyrim just set it to this version. That's actually probably something I should do with um with Spyro, so you can set um, Spyro Reignited to be Spyro Reignited or Spyro Reignited, one of the specific games in the uh, collection. Why those are both a thing, I don't understand, but I feel like it makes more sense to be in, you know, the bigger category. The one that uh, you know, has, probably has more people watching it, even though Twitch discoverability is, is a bit of a meme. Um... You don't, you don't, you don't get discovered on Twitch. If you, if you get discovered on Twitch, you are, you are very, very, very lucky. Uh, I just realized the only person streaming Spyro Reignited is a VTuber. That's beautiful. I love that. Uh, I will try to show you, I'll try to show you them after the ad stops playing. When, whenever the, how long is this damn ad? I don't care about the, the ad for... What is this? Some sort of movie. Shang-Chi. The Legend of the Ten Rings. What is that? I don't know. Uh, it looks like some sort of kung fu superhero. It's a Marvel movie. So it's some sort of superhero movie, I guess. Um... Ow, this fucking ad. There we go. VTuber. Spyro. Where are they up to? They're up to... Oh, they're playing Spyro 1. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, seems to be the only person in this entire category right now. Um, yes. Spyro's a good game. Ending's shit. Spyro 2 has better ending. Then the post-game content is way worse. Because like, in, in Spyro 1, like when you did the 120% um, the ending... Like, you got an extra cutscene after that was done. Spyro 2, when you finish, like, everything in the game, there's no extra thing that happens. The game just ends. So, it, it's a little bit weird. 
Um, what else we got to talk about? Actually, one thing I do want to talk about is I don't know what the hell has been happening with like a couple of videos I uploaded recently because they have really smashed, like really, really way more than I had actually expected. So, uh, I uploaded the pseudo edit video and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to title this in a way that probably is going to do, you know, well in some way. Uh, the, the video before that on dust, 2000 views. The video before that on, uh, the day 11 lines of JavaScript broke the web, 2,500. Then that one so far is at 5,000 views, which is insane. And 300, over 300 likes. I think that is the the most liked video on my channel at this point. And like the day after the, um, this is fundamental to Linux adoption. That one I knew was going to pop off. Uh, I, I, the, I titled that on purpose in a way where it's just like, I, I know that like Linux viewers are going to click on this video, but even just after that, like a lot of the ones have done really well recently. A lot of the videos I've been uploading have been doing really, really really well. Like the Veeb video. Why did that get 9,000 views? Oh, sorry. This one has close to 500 likes. I guess that one has the most likes on my channel. I've had uh, videos with way more views, but they have way less likes. I don't know how that ends up happening. Um, like I think my most viewed video has less likes. No. Okay. I just can't count. Okay. No, I have gone over a thousand. Okay. I just ignore me. I cannot count. Uh, I cannot read numbers. So I think that one then. So 1,100 likes. I, I don't... Like, this ratio is weird. Like, 500 likes there. But then a video with a quarter of the views has almost the same number of likes. And it's not like it has a massive number of dislikes. It has only a few. And basically no comments either. So I think... I think it's just the fact that this video is sort of just solving a problem and doesn't really bring people to the channel, I guess. Um, whereas this one is sort of like, hey, I'm talking about a thing that I think is really cool. Uh, I am... I'm happy that this video is one of my top ones, even though this was from a time when my videos were... Uh, less than good, we'll say. Shit is probably a better way to put it, but less than good. Um, and look at this. Look at this lad. Look at this dude. What is he doing? Like, look, look what everything is so bad in this, this shot. Like, I'm so depressed here. My hair looks fucking awful. Like, comb your hair. I know my hair's like, keeps doing, doing weird things right now, but like, comb your hair. It will make your hair look better. Uh, and then the beard where I don't, I didn't comb that either. And it's also very, very scraggly. Uh, also, white shirts. White shirts are not a good idea. I have learnt the hard way that wearing white shirts is not a good idea, and they will always get way overblown by uh, by these lights. Coloured shirts are fine. You can get away with, like, you know, a red shirt or something like that. Um, but going a completely white shirt always looks... Always looks kind of... Kind of not good. I think I was using my C920 at this point. Uh, holy shit, he looks so depressed. That's because he was. And the Blue Yeti is so far away from my face. I think I think the reason why the Blue Yeti always was clipping is because I've always been doing double mic recording. 
and the Blue Yeti is a very sensitive microphone, so even at the the lowest setting, it's still very, very, very sensitive. Um, so the entire time I used it, it was always clipping. It probably could have sounded better if I knew somewhat what I was doing. Wait, was I not using... Oh! Oh, I know why the camera just moved there. That was back when I... Okay, so let me just tell you something. So there was a time when I didn't have my camera on a stand. Um, I'm going to show you what I... So this is this is what I was using when I was, you know, sane. Um, I'm going to talk over the microphone like this. Probably sounds really, really, really weird. Um, wait, no, I moved it. Where did my... Oh, no, sorry. The, the camera stuff's below my bed now. Um, okay, ignore, ignore what I'm doing then. So I have these, like, um, these three-legged stand things you can use. Similar to... They're basically, like, a, a smaller version of, like, a big light stand. Um, and that was what I was using at the end of the time I was using the C920. And they work well because, you know, you can adjust them. You can change the height very easily. And they don't really move that much. They will rock with the desk, but not not as much as... Not as much as this solution. <laughs> So, at this time, I would have had my C920 attached to my laptop. <laughs> attached to my laptop screen. Uh, just clipped on the front. So, when I typed, like, my, uh, my camera would have shook. It does shake a little bit now, but not as much. Like, I have to, like, really, really move my desk. I guess I can, you know, do this, and it looks like it's really bad. Um, but, like, I have to, like... Bump my desk really hard at this point because of the way I've got this set up. Not at this point. Not at this point at all. And if I need to, like, move my screen for something, or every time I would record a video, the camera would be in a different spot because my screen wouldn't be at the exact same angle. <laughs> it just was not a good a good setup. Go, like, okay. I know I know gear, you know, doesn't, you know, matter as a, a ton. But if you're going to use a, a webcam, um, what tripod... Uh, wait, no, sorry. You could get a tripod if you wanted to. They just take up a lot of space. Go get yourself a knockoff gorilla pod. It is uh one of these. You could get like an actual gorilla pod, but they're expensive. Imagine paying thirty dollars for a stand. Nah, that's that's too much money. Uh no, no, not the real gorilla pods. We want the fake gorilla pods. Give me the the knockoff gorilla pods. Hey, wait, I saw something for six, no, $69. Uh, you can find, if, if you find what the cheap, ver they're, they're the cheap version of this, it's an off-brand version that works exactly the same way, and they're like $10. It's a stand. It doesn't matter. Or you could, you could pay $180 for it if you really wanted to. I wouldn't do that. Uh, especially when you're probably using a $30 camera. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I recommend getting the cheap variety of these. They they served me well for a while. The problem I had, the reason why my camera's not on them now, is because they're very short. So even at, like, the, the highest height, my camera would probably be at, like, this height. Like, just where my, my mic is. So I would have to do something weird. I would have, like, angle the camera up. Where the problem with angling the camera up is do this. Now it's like if I talk at it, it's like all oh, you can like see up my nose, and it's just not a not a not a good not a good way to record your video. 
Uh, I prefer, I know it look, makes me look shorter, uh, but I generally prefer having the camera pointed down at me. When I'm sitting down, it doesn't really matter if you look slightly shorter. Generally, the idea with 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 cameras is if it's pointing down, you're gonna look shorter. If it's pointing up, you're gonna look lo uh, look longer. <laughs> you're gonna look taller. Um, but if you have a camera pointing up from too far, it's gonna point up your nose, and that's not gonna be a good angle. Um, yeah, cameras. I don't know shit about cameras. I'm like, look. When I talk about cameras, this is just from uh, my 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 experimentation with cameras and trying to work out how the hell to record anything in a way that doesn't look shit. Uh, so I spent quite a while dicking around with the stuff that I have to try to make the absolute most of it. And I feel like I've gotten to the point where where what I have might not be a amazing setup. And there might still be a lot of stuff that I can do to make it better, but it's certainly good enough where I am, I am happy with it. Um, yeah, and that's that's ultimately all uh, all that matters. <clears throat> mm. Might notice my my like the back of my hair here, being you, this is like real. Can you see it? Can you see? Oh, oh. Wait, go, there we go. If we go, eh, eh, that's the wrong way. There we go. Wait, I'm there. You can see it. Whoop! Little flicky bits of that. I the camera is like reversed, so I'm trying to like work out where to go to get to make sure the back of my there. I could have just sat up like that. Yeah. Um. So now, like the back of my hair and like the sides are like getting curly. So <clears throat> I don't know if I said this before. I used to have really long hair. I uh, like. As long as someone like um, someone like critical, probably even longer actually. Back when I was uh, just leaving high school, I got rid of it because I sort of got sick of it and wanted to change. And now I, I'm trying, kind of like growing it back. And I remember the problem with growing back long hair. My hair gets curly uh, during the intermediate stage. So expect a point where I'm gonna have like this pseudo mop thing on my head. Um, it's not gonna look good, and there's gonna be nothing I can do about it. Unless I was to sit there and, like, straighten my hair every day, which is a lot of effort that I don't feel like doing. Uh, yeah, it's gonna look, it's gonna look bad. Uh, but when it gets, when it gets longer, then it'll be fine. I will try to address it with what I can. I can make no promises with making it look passable. Um, yeah, there's, there's only so much I can really do. Unless I was to, like, always record my videos with my hair completely drenched, so it was, like, running down my face. Um, that's the only other option I, I, I have, I have that may possibly work. It's just, that's not exactly a, um, a good, a good solution. <laughs> it's a solution. And a solution is better than no solution. Um, but I would much rather have a good one. And the good one is honestly just, just wait, just wait for a, six or so months until the point where it's getting long enough again um we'll see if i get sick of it over summer like that i think i ended up getting it cut in summer because it was starting to be annoying but uh, was i still i'm trying to remember if i was still at mcdonald's when i got the haircut yeah i, th I think i might have been uh and yeah <laughs> i i think i i was when i was i, I 
Or I might have just been starting at my my new job. Or my current job. Um, regardless, I was getting sick of it because of that. Um, but maybe we're better now. I just don't turn the air conditioner when I'm here. So, like, it'll be... It'll be like 36 degrees outside and I'm sitting here just recording my videos and sweat is dripping down my face. I just don't want to turn the air conditioner on because it's going to like get in the way of my, my videos, even though I can deal with it. I've actually, uh, I've got methods there, 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 there's methods to my madness where I can deal with, uh, I can deal with the air conditioner, but still keep the room cool. What I can do is I can, uh, like there's a, I've got a... What's the word? I've got a bookshelf. I can take the bookshelf and put a towel and like peg it to that and then like go over like across my room. So the air will still like flow over, but the part like in front of my mic won't be directly bumped by the air. It'll go around it. Uh, and while some will still hit the mic, it'll be at the point where it won't be, it won't be noticeable, especially with a bit of sound gating and noise suppression. And no that both those are fine for doing regular videos. The reason why I don't do it for like uh my my live streams is because of occasionally I will want to use my soundboard. The soundboard that I paid for that I could have gotten much cheaper. Uh <laughs> I'm still <clears throat> I can say I'm annoyed about that, but the nice thing about having this soundboard is it's gonna be good basically for a couple of years to come. Until it dies. Until it dies, it's going to be perfectly fine to use. So maybe it was a waste of money, but it gives me a lot of room to grow in the future. And at some point, maybe I'm going to want to have like multiple mics set up so I can have, you know, mics running to different setups at the same time and not have to worry about unplugging stuff. And having all of the extra inputs I have here will allow me to do that without really any challenge. I can just do everything on the soundboard and make my life slightly easier like that, rather than having a bunch of little uh, audio inputs here and there, which ultimately I think would end up costing more. I think just having like two audio inputs, like decent audio inputs, uh, or audio interface, audio inputs, audio interfaces would end up costing more than this, so maybe it was worth it. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying to justify my, justify my purchase. Uh, man. Speaking of not a good segue, before we end off the, uh, the, the podcast, I do want to talk about, uh, the new generation of Hololive English. Hololive, uh, Council. The reason why I want to talk about Hololive Council is because it's, it's, it's basically Hololive Australia. Uh, two of the members, two of the fucking members of the... The fuck? Wait, I'm forgetting how, how many members are in council. Uh, uh, I'm, uh, is it four or five? Am I forgetting someone? Five members of council, right? Of course. Um, two of the members of council are Aussies. Or at least I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they're they're both Aussies. Um, <laughs> so Sana obviously is because she is very clearly stated she is Aussie, and if you don't already believe that she is an Aussie, uh, go watch a clip of, um, of Sana saying strawberry. Um, because, look, there's, there's one thing about, about, there's, 
Wait. Uh, that's not the clip I wanted. Apparently, there's someone called Strawberry. Here we go. Uh, sorry, no, it was it was um it was Bay that was saying Strawberry. It was what was Sana saying? What? What was wait? What was Sana saying? What? No, Sana was saying water. Yeah, Sana was saying water, and uh. And 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 Bay was saying uh, strawberry, and I'm convinced. I don't think she's stated that she is Australian. Uh, Sana has. I am. I'm convinced because of this single clip, and also also just you watch her debut, and you can very easily tell she has an Aussie accent. Uh, this is just Hollow Live Australia, and that makes me very happy. Uh, I don't actually know who they were in their their previous forms prior to being in Hollow Live. Uh, but they very clearly have, like, all of the members of Council very clearly have streaming experience. Like, even though they were all very nervous during their debuts, it's it's a different kind of nervous. It's diff it, it's nervous that they have such a, a large audience, they're nervous that they're in Hololive. I'm pretty sure, considering how quickly they they sort of got used to it, that they've all been, they've all been streamers before. Maybe not, like, dedicated streamers, but... They at least have like streaming experience. <laughs> so go watch this clip of Bay saying strawberry. It's very cute. Um, and go watch Sana saying English. Uh, English say what? Watch Sana saying water. Uh, I'm just getting the Aussies mixed up now. <laughs> yes. Uh... Very good. I, I, I am I am a fan of Council. Council is good. Um, Council is very good. And I am excited to see... Uh, I'm excited to see where Council goes. Uh, also, actually, no. If you're going to watch another clip, also go watch uh, Mume trying to do an Australian accent. Um, that's also adorable. Very, very, very adorable. Yes. <laughs> And because we're on the topic of anime trash, um, new season is starting in a couple of weeks. I have not seen any uh, any of the trailers yet, except for for JoJo. But I am I am I am very excited. This there's a lot of there's a lot of really big stuff coming. A lot of uh, sequels that I'm hype as hell for. Uh, as I've as I've stated before. Very big fan of Mushoku Tensei, so I am very excited for the uh, the new season coming out. Uh, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of of JoJo Part Six, Part Five. Wait, shit, parts yeah, Part Six. Yeah, so Stone Ocean's Part Six. Not the biggest fan of Stone Ocean, um, but more JoJo anime is always good, and I will I will take more JoJo anime. Uh, we also got Komi-san anime coming, which is also pretty hype, because that's been, that's been, uh, that's been hyped up for a very long time, I hear the manga's very good, I have not been let down by any of, like, the really big, uh, <clears throat> comedy, rom com manga, like, adaptations so far, like, Takagi-san was amazing, uh, what was the one we got the other season? Um... Well, this season we've got Jahi. Jahi is also hype. And what what was it? Um, the one that's not Takagi, but 
is another bully one. I don't remember. Someone let me know if they get to this part. Uh, there's another season of Data Live coming. I don't know why. <clears throat> I think I stopped watching Data Live in season two, but maybe I should... Look, it, it's still going. Clearly, there's some reason that Data Live has a fourth season. Maybe I should go back and watch more Data Live. And it's, like, really, really high on the, like, uh, the excitement list under under Annie chart. So maybe I should. Um, also, 86 is getting a second season. I am very hyped for that. I really liked the first season of 86. Uh, Mapper and Madhouse are doing something together. I don't know what this is, but it's probably going to be pretty pog. Uh, this is obviously an is Yeah, it's, okay, it's Isekai. I even got Isekai's fucking name. Um, I don't know how much I'm going to end up watching this season. Also, World Trigger has a third season. I don't know why World Trigger has a second season. Maybe World Trigger gets better. Maybe I should go back and watch that as well. Uh, Isekai Shokudo. Also, very excited for that one. Basically, they're running a a uh, restaurant in another world because everything needs to be a fucking Isekai. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like the first season of that one, so probably going to watch second season. I don't want to watch too much this season because I feel like I get like... Over, I've been overwhelmed. I haven't had much chance to watch anything that's not a seasonal. Um, so Yuki Yuna is getting another season. Why? It ended. The story's over. Why do we need more Yuki Yuna? I will take it because Yuki Yuna is very good. But why? Um, what else do we have in here? When I first saw this picture, I thought this was a... Uh, I thought this was uh, Love Life Sunshine because it looks exactly the fuck like this looks like um this looks like Chica from from Sunshine. The other girls obviously don't, but like I saw this and it's obviously Chica. Uh, what else do we have? Tesla Note. I know what that is. Uh, Build Divide Code Black. It's a leading film series. I will probably check it. Uh. Digi a Digimon anime, lovely. Uh watch uh Pudi Maji. Uh you know, I, I like my my trashy my trashy kids shows. Maybe I should watch that one as well. There's not much like this is a, it's a fairly small season, but it's a fairly packed season for like how much there is. So maybe it it'll be fine to watch uh watch a bit, but I don't know. I don't know what's coming in winter twenty twenty two. Oh okay, okay, that's already a good start. Um, Shingeki, last season of Attack on Titan, second season of Ari Fureta, very hyped, third season of Takagi-san, okay, uh, Slow Loop, probably will watch that, it's a Connect series, uh, and not much else announced at this point, so we'll have to wait a bit for Winter 2022, but... I should go watch Princess Connect as well. It seems like a series I will enjoy. Um, but next season... Next season, I, I, I think there's going to be some fun stuff. If nothing else... Mushoku Tensei. If literally nothing else, Mushoku Tensei and I guess Stone Ocean. I guess. I don't know why Platinum End is so high on this list. There's, there's presumably a reason why. I don't even know what this is. But I guess people are excited for it. Uh, maybe there's like a... 
a famous writer on it or something. I don't know. Uh, I certainly have not heard of it. So, I don't know. But there's, there's, there's some fun-looking stuff coming out this season, and there's obviously tons of isekai, because there's always isekai. Luckily, I am a fan. Case in point, Mushoku Tensei. But I've got plenty of other isekai series on, like, on my shelf as well, like Death March, No Game, um, Shield Hero, Konosuba. Uh, what else do we have there? Um... Grimgar, Grimgar is very good. I like, I really like Grimgar. Um, and I'm watching Slime this season and a bunch of other fun stuff. Seda mm. Gensuki is actually surprisingly good. I don't know why it's good. It shouldn't be good. It, it's literally just, hey, we put Kirito in some random fantasy world. Why is this good? Uh, but it's entertaining somehow. Maybe I just real maybe I just have really low standards for like what a uh, isekai really needs to be. I th- I think that's going to be the case. I just have very <laughs> very low isekai standards. <laughs> so when is Wait, when is season 2 of Shield Hero coming then? Hold up. I thought that was coming sometime soon. Did I just miss that? No, it's not on this list. Is it not on the winter list? When is Shield Hero? Huh. I thought Shield Hero Season 2 was coming up very soon, but maybe that one got delayed. Hmm. I don't know. I'm happy with delays. If if it gets delayed and becomes better, that's a good thing. I, I, will, I will take that. I'd much rather it be delayed than rushed and be an absolute mess, like I've seen plenty of series in the past be. So, whatever happens, happens, and as long as, as, long as it's fun, that's a good thing. Uh, we are closing in on the two-hour mark. Uh, next week, we won't have a guest, but the week after, we will. Um, so next week, I was going to have a guest, but I realized that my timing would be a little bit messy with my schedule, so I had to push that one back. Um, then, the the when there is a guest, that will be the Linux cast. Matt from the Linux cast. And then after that... Um, I, I'm, I'm talking to, uh, Rogue Ren still. He was, like, moving and, cha- I think he said, no, he said he was changing jobs and his, like, schedule, his schedule's a mess or something. Um, so when his schedule, like, settles down, I'll bring him on. I need to still talk to Amphor and get him on the show as well. And, uh, yeah, that'll be fun. Um, who should you go and watch? Um... I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, uh, go and what? Yeah, here we go. Probably said it before. I like Lewis Spears. Lewis Spears is fun, so go watch Lewis. Uh, and he's just done a video about the Jake Paul fight that happened. Uh, apparently, there was another Jake Paul fight. I didn't even know that happened. Uh, sure. Anyway. Uh, I am, I am, I'm starting to die from the heat, so I'm going to open up a window, and hopefully not. Um, yeah. And it's gone 7pm, and I probably should make dinner at some point. Maybe. But I did have a fairly late, uh, fairly late lunch, so maybe not. Anyway, um... 
yeah, that's gonna be pretty, pretty much. That's gonna be pretty much it for me then. Uh I actually did have another topic I want to talk about, but I guess we'll save that till next week. I guess the video for it will be out by then, so I can go into more detail about it as well. So yeah, there's a there's an there's an exploit I discovered. I mentioned this on the Christian video, the the Christian Lemper one last week. Uh, Digital Life. Uh, but I, I I'll get into details about it when the exploit is made public. Um, yeah. So if you like this podcast, like this video, and you want to support the channel, there is probably a link to my Patreon. Subscribe to only better paid down below. I've got my main channel that is Brody Robertson. I was gonna say Brody. I was gonna say Brody Robertson plays, but that is my gaming channel. My main channel, I do random Linuxy stuff, but you're probably from that channel anyway. The gaming channel, you know. I do gaming stuff, Brody Robertson plays, and this podcast is available as an audio release basically anywhere, and a video release on YouTube and Odyssey. I was going to say basically anywhere, but that's not actually true. Um, yeah. That's it for me, and I'm dying of hate.